Hello, and welcome to another episode of City on a Hill, a podcast about what it means to be a citizen of heaven and a citizen of the United States. We want to encourage Christians to find their tribe in the church and their hope in the kingdom of God, rather than to seek both in the kingdom of man. So with that, let's get to it today. Well, hello, this is Eric Eastep. And I'm Scott Reevely. And this is the City on a Hill podcast. Welcome back, listeners. Welcome back, Scott. How are you? Well, good. Welcome back, Eric. Somebody should say that every now and then. I'm I'm just the first guy that talks, so no one ever says hello to me. Oh, uh, Eric, hello. <laughs> We've missed you. It's good to good to talk with you again. Oh man, how's it going? What's going on? Well, it's going okay. Um, I have a sick wife, and you have sick kids. I I I, I just heard things are are looking up. Okay, well, I got a text. Things are doing okay. My wife told me that too, but I don't believe her. <laughs> oh, no. And actually, there's a good chance that the two are. Somehow probably connected, connected yeah. but that's okay. That's a different problem. But uh, yeah, it's it's made it for a different week, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. A hard week. I'm just hoping it all ends in time for Christmas, for well, their sake. I think everyone is hoping yes. that. Yes, yes. All may, you listeners, please pray. May the whole world actually be healthy on Christmas. That would be great. Amen. Let it be so. So what do we do in the next Feel a little weeks? bit like Tiny Tim or something by <laughs> saying that. But anyway. Um, and God bless us, everyone. Well, we are near the end of the year and have run across some uh, some news, end of the year summary types of news, survey types of news, what was 2022-like type of uh, research. And it was interesting enough that we thought we would um, kind of use that for uh, this week and next week as we turn the year and just uh, you know, make sure that we're all thinking about the situation that we're in kind of in a good and uh, positive and biblical way. So anyway. You set us up good and positive. Okay, got it. And biblical. <coughs> okay. okay. That's right. So speaking of positive, here's the first news item from Pew Research. First item is that you're going to have, if you're like me, you're not going to be able to believe this. And it may not be so positive, but we're going to keep a happy face on one-third of Americans get their news from TikTok. Mm, Can I, you believe that? If I had the button, I don't know which button is the... Wah, 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 wah. Wah. Yeah, I don't have the button ready. Yeah, that's... But a third. One out of three. So if, so if, you're, if you're like... Oh, in, wait, wait. I just, I just re-looked at the stat. Uh, uh, a third of TikTok users say they get news from TikTok. Oh, well, maybe we need to do the whole podcast over again then. No, it's fine. That's still (laughs) way too many people. It's still way too many people. (laughs) Way too many people to get news from TikTok. Yeah, I just want to just note that. Okay, I misread it. I apologize. But nonetheless, that TikTok users get, one-third of them get their news from TikTok, which is a lot of people who get Mm -hmm. news. Now, I don't know much about TikTok. I've not seen one shred of news anywhere surrounding (laughs) TikTok. Um, I, I let people send me videos from TikTok, so I don't. I'm not on TikTok. They say, "Oh, check this out. This is funny." Okay, cool. And then yeah. I don't have to. I don't have to have my own TikTok. Really? So it's like you, they just send you news items? No, no, no. It's funny video. It's like the one out of three is news. One, one out of three is news. <laughs> I love that I'm kind of explaining a social media site right here. Uh, you remember Vine with the small videos? I know what TikTok <laughs> is for crying out loud? <laughs> Fantastic. 
so with I just can't believe that there's news on there. That's the thing. Yes. And I can't believe that people would rely on that for news. That's all I'm saying. Well, in our definition of news, maybe a little bit different. It's probably a low bar for news. Yeah, it's probably a low bar. Yeah. Like, hey, have you heard of, you know, what Melissa did over there? That might be <laughs> that kind of news. I don't know. But it doesn't strike me as a, as a great news It's not a promising source. stat. That's, no, that's for sure. no. And, and, and it's an increasing stat. So that's mm-hmm. the other thing that's a little bit. Um, it's the only social <clears throat> media site that its users are increasing as um, those who are getting their news there. All the others are decreasing. Right. It's the only one increasing. So, yeah, definitely not a good stat. So next year, you can expect there to be more than a third of TikTok users get their news. If nothing changes, yes. Yes. Which, um, anyway, that's um, <laughs> that's just still hard for me to believe. But I think that's kind of why we want to talk a little bit again about how you get your news and where it comes from and how might you decide if it's reliable. So... That's, um, that's the first item from Pew Research. Uh, the second item from Pew Research is, uh, again, I can put a positive face on, but I can't put a positive spin on this really. The majority of journalists surveyed do not believe that all sides of an issue deserve equal coverage. So basically, what, what the stat is, is that 76% of Americans think that you should cover all sides of an issue. Yet less than half of journalists themselves think that issues deserve to be discussed from both sides. Hmm. Which I think is, you know, if you're going to talk about bias in news, it's kind of interesting to think that the journalists themselves think there should be bias. Hmm in the news that they report. The majority of them do. So that's an interesting finding. And then the other third thing, and now my, you know, happy face is probably gone. I can't, I can take two, but I can't take three. From Pew Research, the other thing that they say is that growing shares of both Republicans and Democrats say that members of the other party are more immoral dishonest and closed-minded than other Americans. In other words, what, what they measured, and it was kind of interesting, I did pay a little closer attention to this one. What they did is they um, tried to determine whether they uh, essentially respected the people on the other side mm. and found that, that uh, there was a pretty substantial decrease in the amount of respect that Republicans have for Democrats and Democrats for Republicans. We may talk a little bit more about this uh, next week, but the thing I like about that stat, uh, more immoral, dishonest, closed-minded than other Americans, I don't know if they have independence in mind or some other party, but likely the definition of other, Ameri- other Americans is people in my party, Yeah, depending on, <laughs> depending on how you're thinking Because some of the that. other Americans are, right. yeah. But the but the thing is, it's it's uh, it's shocking that that you know as as polarized as the world was last year, that it could be more so this year. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the sources that we found routinely, I mean, this is anecdotal, and in and what I'm saying here is just where people get their news shapes their perception not only of the news but of right. the other people in the world. Right. Now, I'm just going to say that if, um, 
let's just say you're a Republican Christian and in your in your in Oregon like us, that means that the majority of your mission field is Democrat. Mm-hmm. And um, if you're thinking that the people you're trying to reach for Jesus are immoral, dishonest, and closed-minded, right? That's going to be you're not setting yourself up to. It's going to be a rough go for yeah. you as uh, as carrying on the mission of Jesus. So, anyway, all that to say that uh, that's a um, that's a, a sobering stat for sure. So anyway, Pew Research did this and just released 15 things they learned about um, uh, 2022. And these are three of them that are related to how we get news or how you consume um, news. And so that's why we thought we'd just pause and reflect a little bit more on that. So obviously you don't get your news from TikTok, it seems to me. You think I don't even know about TikTok. (laughs) I don't even know what social media is. (laughs) Right. I get it from a computer, okay, Eric? That's right. (laughs) So where do you get get your news? I get it from the internet, okay? (laughs) Just whatever Google tells me. Just internet. I love that as an answer. I saw it on the internet. It's just, it's I did. I saw lots of news there on the internet. Few, few categories bigger than the internet. I saw lots. I of read news it on there. the internet. Yeah. Um, well, I have. Um, I read it at the library. <laughs> that's almost as big, but not quite. I, there's um, there are three different uh, sources that I found recently that I would um, that I'd recommend actually, and I've I found especially these first two to be quite uh, useful. The one is called The Morning Brew. The Morning Brew. Uh, idea is you read it while you drink your coffee, I guess. And it's primarily about economics, but it has some news, and it's um, supported by advertisers. And they don't make any bones about it, really, how, um, you know, whether it's leftist or rightist or whatever. It's just, it is what it is. But they have fun, and so it's it's kind of got a sense of humor about it. And um, one of my favorite sense of humor features in the Morning Brew is the every Thursday they have um, uh, four headlines or five headlines, and you've got to guess which one of them is untrue. And I I don't know I think I've been uh, reading this since maybe since May, uh, and I probably am about 25% being able to guess which headline is real and which is fake. <laughs> and it's absolutely hilarious how crazy some of the things that happen in our world are. So anyway, it's fun. And um, so I would recommend The Morning Brew. The other one I just found maybe two weeks ago is called 1440. Um, and 1440 uh, essentially curates news from other sources, but... Um, doesn't really give headlines, doesn't really even describe, um, you know, the thing that was really interesting to me, the very first article I ever, uh, very first issue I ever looked at, there was an uprising and one news source that I saw, and I've since gotten rid of, said right-wing extremists um, threaten Germany mm. or some something. I don't even remember what the news thing was. It, thankfully, it's disappeared. But um, the 1440 just said... Uh, you know, there was some turmoil in Germany and didn't try and spin it right or left or anything to make me compare it to what happened on January 6th or anything. It just was like, if you want to look into Germany, here's the place you do it. So, hmm. 
anyway, that, I found that helpful. And 1440 is when the printing press became a thing, and so that's why they went with that. And then uh, they realized that uh, there are 1,440 uh, minutes in a day, and they encourage you to use every one of them, so they call themselves 1440. So That's pretty clever. I thought it was cool. If uh, Yeah, and uh, we'll have links in the show notes if you want to sign up for those. Uh, I would get some cool swag, so I'd appreciate it. But uh, that's... Swag hunter over here. I'm just trying. <laughs> and then the, the third one is not really news, but really commentary. And uh, it's called Tangle. And usually it's a... Uh, they, I'm on the free version. You can pay more if you want. But they um, will have um, a news item or an issue that they will say, uh, here's the, the left-leaning side of it, and they'll give three or so news... Uh, sources for that in their own commentary, trying to explain those sources. Now, here's the right-hand side, and mm-hmm. they'll try and explain their, uh, they'll link to some sources and and say this is what the right thinks of it. And mm. so they'll do their best to be balanced. And it's, uh, it, you know, if, if you've got a tangled issue and you get it, and you get this and they talk about it, it, it could be real helpful. So it's called mm. the, the tangle. We'll have a link to the show notes there too. I don't know that I get any swag for the men though. So, so don't click that one, folks. If you want, <laughs> it, it, that one's just more issue-based, commentary-based. If you want that, so anyway, I think it's really <coughs> in, in the, the three you noted are trying trying their hardest to do something balanced, something yeah. potentially unbiased, or or hey, we're just going to try to give you as just clear cut as we can. I find it really interesting that that desire is even there, isn't that it? That's that's a good observation. Yeah, that I would okay. I want the unbiased news. And kind of some of my cards on the table, I don't think there is such a thing as unbiased. I can be balanced. I can be careful. I can be thoughtful in the way I put up headlines and everything. But I'm not sure that there's such a thing as completely uh, void of my opinions as a writer. Right. Um, it's, and I, but, I, but I think it's interesting that we're searching for that. Right. Um, and Well, can I su- suggest maybe why? A yeah. book I was reading uh, yesterday... <laughs> Not that I'm a logophage, <laughs> but uh, anyway, two weeks in a row. We'll see how many weeks we can keep that going. It's going to get added to the bingo card. Before there you go. Um, and now I forgot what I was going to say. Yes, I was reading a book, and it said uh, that this author wrote. They said, and in in, she sent it in to a publisher, and she said, I have a point of view. You have a point of view. God has a view. And she hmm. said that she got that back, and the editor, the copy editor, thought there was a mistake, and so came back to say, I have a point of view, you have a point of view, God has a point of view. And she said, she wrote back furious to say, no, <laughs> God has a view. Yeah. And I think that's what Eric's saying, is that they're, 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 if there is a view, God has it. Mm-hmm. And other than that, the rest of us have a limited point of view, mm-hmm. which or you know, another word for that is a bias. Yeah, yeah. And admitting it and knowing what it is are two different things. Yeah, I mean, right. you got to know what, where it's coming from. Yeah, that's super helpful. And I, I came up against this. I, you can come up against it with journalism. I think you can also come up against it with history. Um, and oh, certainly. I th- and I think there's a there's an assumption that history or journalism can be a science. That there is a uh, clear cut way of step one, step two, step three. I can be. Um, a distanced observer, and I can put this thing out like a science. And I, I don't think that's true. I think the only person that could do the purely scientific journalism or purely scientific history would be God, because mm-hmm. he's got the view, not the not the point of view, not the truncated 
um, observation of or uh, limited understanding of. He's got the entire thing. And I was we I was in a reading group talking about history, and we were talking about how this is this is a slanted history or or whatever. And I think our desire to have history be a science is is from that. Like, we, is there a way to just put this out in a way that is devoid of anything but just just the facts? Um, and I think we try to do the same thing in journalism, but I don't think it's possible um, because I care about things. I care about ends. Um, I want particular things to happen. I want uh, particular decisions to be made. And if I'm writing about something, uh, even even the the act of deciding what to write about is a bit of bias. I care about this topic, so I'm gonna I'm gonna elevate it. It's gonna get a headline. It's gonna get 500 words. It's gonna get some column um, some column space. Uh, if if I'm reading newspaper A, they're gonna give uh, latitude to stories one, two, three, and the other paper isn't gonna even gonna mention it because they don't care. <laughs> they don't care about those stories. And I I my thought is, I wonder if it's more helpful. For a news, uh, I always say I, I I get the newspaper, so I often say newspaper. But news organization, you're so, you're so old so fashioned. Old. Uh, I wonder Jeez, if it's you probably more, don't even know what TikTok is. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I kind of wonder if it's more helpful for people to say, "Here's what we care about. Here are presuppositions. Um, here are the things that we are going to emphasize." Um, for instance, the uh, Wall Street Journal editorial board, their thing is free markets. Uh, I think it's free markets, free people. Those are their their emphases. Uh, and if you know that going in, okay, I'm going to read this editorial and I'm going to know that they care about markets. They, they care about free markets. So they're going to write with that particular end in mind. And if you were to go to the New York Times editorial page, it's a different, different emphasis, different, um, different presuppositions, different um, allegian- uh, ideological allegiances. And different priorities. Different priorities. Nothing else. Yeah. Yep. And I, I wonder if that, rather than, uh, rather than a perceived uh, view of God uh, in journalism, would be a more helpful. I'm reading this, and I know what I know what their presuppositions are. I know what their well, point, their uh, desired point of view is. You may not always get that. Sure. I mean, you probably won't get that most of the time, mm-hmm. but you have to recognize it's there. Mm-hmm. And I think that you know when you when you mentioned the uh, news. Uh, sources or the, uh, trying to explain uh, that they're unbiased or trying to th- this desire mm-hmm. to be unbiased. And then you brought up history, the desire to have just unvarnished history. I mean, we, we really do want to, you know, I think people want to know, but I do, we just, we don't know what we don't know. Right. And I think that's some of what you're suggesting here is that when you're reading the news, you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. And when you're reading history or uh, when you're, reading, you're listening to somebody else, you don't know what you don't know. Right. And so you're going to get uh, only part of the story because you're, you're getting it from one person. Mm-hmm. So. And historically, um, news organizations used to be straight up partisan. There was the Federalist paper and there was the Anti-Federalist paper. There was the Democratic paper in whatever town and there was the Republican paper. And you would go to your paper and know, oh, this is, of course, they're going to support these candidates and do these things. And that has changed, which is itself interesting. We've, uh, I, I think it's an aim towards making it a science. Then, it, then um, I think trade would be a better way to talk about it. 
But there, there's been a shift in how we think about the news. Uh, it, but I think the underlying assumptions are still there. They're still uh, maybe not quite partisan, but there's still something like that in play, even though they're not telegraphed that way. Well, some of them are telegraphed that way. I mean, in some, in some regard, we have now, we have niche news services sure. because of that internet where, you know, the place where I get my news, the internet, right. it has, <laughs> it has these niche um, right. news sites, which didn't used to be the case. In fact, I just heard the other day that the place where you're least, where you're going to get the least inflammatory um, news or the news that's going to drive you deeper into your own preconception is going to be from the broadcast stations, ABC, NBC, and CBS. They have news that is less uh, partisan than the others in mm. that they it's broadcast and they probably have to... Have to appeal to a to broader, wider swath, yeah. Right, so they're going to, you know, just even, know, even thinking about that as opposed to saying, I can get the news I want to get mm -hmm. from this station mm -hmm. or that station. That's the... I thought that was really an interesting... Um, thing I had never really occurred to me, but the, the driving motives mm -hmm. are to appeal to a broad uh, sense of view, uh, broad constituency, which means you're going to be more even-handed, right. most likely. So. Right. Yeah, that's super interesting. Well, and there's, that's in, um, in contrast to cable news, which is, I, I'm paying for this because I'm paying for cable, um, mm -hmm. where I'm not paying for broadcast necessarily, yeah. and I can go find... Uh, which which most fits which which most fits me in a partisan view, right. and I can just go go to where I'm comfortable. Uh, I think so. I do think the the desire to find some. I think you've used the word balanced in some of the ones you mentioned. I think either looking for something balanced or something. I think I get the word trade from Chris Starwalt. He wrote he wrote a book called oh, News or Broken News or something like that. But he was talking about how journalism should be a trade. Um, and I, w I work in the trades. I'm in the HVAC trades, uh, and I we do heating and air conditioning and plumbing and all those type of things. And if you are skilled in that trade, you know how to put pipes together and you know how to put pieces of rectangular ductwork together in ways that the air doesn't leak out. And I think uh, journalism probably should be seen the same way. And you want to go find uh, a good tradeswoman or tradesman that knows how to do the skill of journalism. And that's how do I, one, get information from people and, and report and um, ask questions of the, the right questions of people so I get the best insight into whatever story I'm trying to elucidate? Uh, and then when I put together argumentation, uh, I'm not just straw manning, which is really poor quality journalism, but steel manning. I'm going to give the best representation of, of the opposing argument that I can and then maybe rebut it um, or work through it if you're doing commentary type stuff, and I'm not going to just appeal to emotion, I'm going to appeal to reason and try to, to argue my way through something. Um, some of that's commentary side, some of that's journalism side. But I'd say search for that kind of thing, because one, one of the things that journalism is supposed to do is teach me something about the world that I don't already know. I don't just need an opinion about what's going on in the world. I need to know what's going on and what... Uh, what well, how to understand what's going right, on. Right, yeah. right. And I, what did I read the other day? Uh, yesterday I was reading about a potential new uh, select committee that might happen in the House in the next Congress uh, about relationships with China. And I don't know anything about that. And was lis I was listening or reading. You could probably learn about it on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
a d- different problem. Oh, um, different China problem. But the the journalist had interviewed um, interviewed this congressman and worked through the questions and asked questions that I wouldn't even know to ask. And the answers were given, and they were helpful. And okay, now I understand more about this, why there should be a committee, what the, the aim of this committee would be, why we need the committee, all this kind of stuff. I didn't, I didn't even know, I wouldn't have even known the right questions. If you, mm-hmm. if you get, hey, you can talk to this guy. Uh, okay, uh, what's going on? Like the, I wouldn't yeah. know what to do. But a, a skilled journalist does. Um, and they, they can put the thing together and, and write it out in a way that it's compelling and helpful. And I would say, look for that kind of stuff. Who are these skilled mm. tradespeople that, that know how to do the work of journalism and can put it forward and, and teach you and help you understand um, and, and do it in a compelling way? That's, that's what I'm aiming for. That's what I'm usually looking for. Good. Um, one of the, and we're talking about unbiased news, and I, and I thought about this when I was thinking on the history side of it. Um, I don't, I'll, I'll just say this in a provocative way. I don't really want unbiased historians or unbiased uh, journalists. I think I want biased journalists and biased historians who are biased towards the right things, uh, namely seeking the good, the beautiful, and the true. Um, if, if I'm writing a history and my bias is towards truth or goodness or beauty, um, I can write things out and I don't have to give um, the other side of the story. If there's an evil actor in history, I can say, this guy's evil. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just obvious. I don't have to go, well, you don't really know about his history and da 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 you And you give the other side of the possible story. Like, there is no other side of the story. This guy, this guy was evil. Uh, and I, I think if you have, um, and it's kind of just a dumb way to say it, but if you have a bias towards the good, the beautiful, and the true, you are trying to portray truth well. You're trying to pull people towards what is good, what is beautiful, what is true. And I think you can do the similar things with journalism like you could with, with history. Um, it might be a little bit different because there could be differing, differing views. Uh, there's obviously differing views about what is good, what is beautiful, what is true. Um, but I, I would say look for people who it's not just a, a partisan interest or a um, uh, we're on team, team blue, you're on team red or, or vice versa, and we just want to make sure the other team loses. That, that's a different aim. That's, that's seeking something different. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think regardless of political affiliation, you can have people going, you know what, I, d- I want to find out what's true. I want to find out what's good. I want to find out what's beautiful. I can point to these things, and that's, if anything, journalism points to something. And if you can look around and evaluate where you're getting your information and say, hey, where are they pointing me to? If they're just pointing me towards we need to beat Team B, okay, this might not be the most helpful um, purveyor of information for me. But if they're saying, hey, we're trying to find out what's true, we're trying to figure out which policy is best, um, we're going to teach you these things, okay, this might be helpful. And I listen to, um, I listen to or read news from multiple perspectives, multiple political or partisan perspectives, because I don't want to just get stuck in my little echo chamber. And people, uh, there is no, there's no monopoly on, on truth or goodness or beauty. Other people have access to those things. And sometimes I need to go sit in some other spot and read a long form article of someone I maybe disagree with 80% of the time. And they say, hey, have you thought about, have you, have you looked at this thing? I'm going to point you in this direction because you really need to consider this. They go, oh yeah, you're right. This is actually helpful. And I would have ignored this, but you're a good journalist. You're a good, mm-hmm. you're a, a, a helpful, uh, 
you're, you're helpful in the way you're pointing me towards something that I wouldn't normally look at or, or consider. So those are some of the things I'm thinking about as I'm trying to evaluate what should I read, what should I listen to, what should I put my eyeballs on and consider. Um, and I'd recommend people do the same. Good. You mean you were, <coughs> uh, reminds me of Philippians 4, 8 and 9. Finally, brothers, whatever's true, whatever's honorable, whatever's just, Whatever's pure, whatever's lovely, whatever's commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Mm. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Mm-hmm. I think that's a, I mean, that's not just good for covering news, but good for Whole bunch uh, of commentary things. and for lots of things. But uh, And I would be pretty confident that uh, if you were to look at those news sources I recommended earlier, they would fit this category. Still trying to get the swag. Please, please, <laughs> please check the show notes for the Morning Brew, the Tangle, and the 1440. Nice. I'll, I'll leave out my big list of, <laughs> of hyperlinks. Well, I think that's it for today. Uh, we'll look at more um, research pieces from this last year next week. Uh, but until then, don't forget to subscribe or send this to someone else if, if you think there, you have some friends that need some input on how to engage news or maybe not engage news or maybe disengage news for a little while, um, send this podcast their way. Uh, that'll be helpful because they might not hear about it if you don't tell them about it. Uh, you can rate us. That's always helpful uh, because a lot of this game is an algorithm game. And if there's more ratings, that goes a long way. Uh, if you do have questions or maybe some comments, we'd love to read them. Send them to comment at cityonahillpodcast.com. And we look forward to the next conversation.